Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Raghu Munavalin. It's Wednesday. Today's show, what we're watching for as Biden heads to Europe. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Since the Russian invasion of Ukraine began, President Joe Biden has focused on three key policies. One, sanctioning Russia. Two, bolstering NATO's defenses. And three, providing security assistance to Ukraine. All three policies have been calibrated to deter Vladimir Putin's aggression without escalating the conflict. Biden departs for Brussels this morning, and on Thursday, he attends a trio of emergency summits, NATO, the G7, and the European Council, where each of those three pillars of Biden's response to the war will be under pressure. When it comes to sanctions, on Thursday, Biden and European leaders will reportedly announce a new round of sanctions against more than 300 members of the Russian Duma. For the Wall Street Journal, which broke the news Tuesday night, quote, the upcoming sanctions package will target 400 individuals, including 328 lawmakers and Russian elites. The New York Times adds that the U.S. has previously sanctioned 12 members of the Duma, but, quote, the announcement on Thursday will go far beyond those sanctions in what one senior official called a very sweeping action. Most summits are organized over the course of months. Thursday meetings took shape in just days. Some allies balked at the idea of a gathering in Brussels, worried that there wouldn't be much new to say. In the end, Biden personally prevailed over the doubters per the Times. Quote, the day of summits was Mr. Biden's idea. He settled on it only 10 days ago, aides and diplomats said, hoping to make a show of the continued unity of the West and to send a message to Russia. The biggest question mark when it comes to new sanctions concerns Russian oil and gas. Europe has been unable to agree on an embargo, and Biden is under pressure to broker a compromise. On Tuesday, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan hinted at a potential breakthrough, telling reporters that Biden hoped to, quote, announce joint action on enhancing European energy security and reducing Europe's dependence on Russian gas. When it comes to NATO, Biden's frequent declaration that NATO will defend every inch of its territory will be tested during its three-day trip. There are lingering questions about what NATO would do in response to a cyber attack, or if Putin uses chemical or biological weapons, or if Western shipments of military aid to Ukraine are attacked. Daniel Hamilton, a former Deputy Assistant Secretary for European Affairs, tells Politico's Chris Catalago and Jonathan Lemire that, quote, There's still concern among NATO allies when the Biden administration says we will defend every inch of NATO territory, what exactly that might mean. I think they need to discuss that a bit in more detail. There's likely to be more specific news from Biden about NATO's response to Russia. Sullivan said the president would discuss, quote, longer-term adjustments to NATO force posture on the eastern flank. And when it comes to security assistance to Ukraine, Biden has successfully rebuffed any idea to aid Ukraine militarily that he believes could escalate into a dangerous U.S.-Russia conflict. Whether it's come from hawks in Congress or Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky himself, he's pursued a Goldilocks strategy with re-equipping Ukrainians with armaments that have proven to be successful, but which haven't radically altered the balance of power in the war. Biden has said no to a no-fly zone, next to transfer of Polish jets to Ukraine, and thrown cold water on a proposal to send NATO peacekeepers to the war zone. The longer the conflict rages, the more difficult the disciplined policy of non-escalation will be. The first full day of questions for Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson wrapped up on Tuesday night, 13 hours after they began. The biggest source of friction was the accusation that Jackson was too lenient in sentencing sex offenders. Sungmin Kim, Aaron Davis, and Paul Kane from the Washington Post write that it was a charge, quote, leveled most vociferously Tuesday by Senator Josh Hawley. It's not clear how many other Republicans in coming days will be eager to join his line of attack. Also worth mentioning from the Washington Post article, the reaction of Senator Mitt Romney, quote, 
It struck me that it was off course, meaning the attacks were off course that came from some. And there is no there there. And the reaction of Senator Joe Manchin, speaking to reporters, Manchin said, quote, It's Holly, right? Take that for what it's worth. Politico's Josh Gerstein and Marianne Levine have a bit of a post-game report in today's playbook, mentioning that for her part, quote, Jackson sought to direct the blame toward an institution far more unpopular than the federal judiciary, Congress. Turning the tables on her lawmaker critics, Jackson argued that her sentences are Congress's fault because of a 1984 law that sets out the factors judges must consider, including limiting unwarranted disparities between offenders. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 8.40 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will depart the White House to head to Brussels, where he's scheduled to arrive at 3.50. At 4 p.m., Biden will meet Belgian Prime Minister Alexander de Croo. Principal Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan will gaggle aboard Air Force One on the way to Brussels. Here's what's on the Vice President's calendar. The Vice President will deliver marks on home valuations with HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge and Domestic Policy Advisor Susan Rice at 11 a.m. The White House COVID-19 response team and public health officials will hold a briefing at 3 p.m. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. to resume consideration of the motion to proceed to the America Competes Act, which will come up for a vote at 10.30. The Judiciary Committee will continue its confirmation hearings on Jackson's Supreme Court nomination at 9 a.m. The House is out today. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manavalan. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning.